Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. William Wallace, uh, John Wayne, this one's just for me, Nature Boy, Ric Flair, look, woo, see, some of you know, all right, I knew I was in the right place, uh, Harriet Tubman, Wonder Woman, Superman, and the soldiers that we celebrate on Memorial Day who ran towards danger instead of away from it. Right? Let's give a, that's for the soldiers, not for Ric Flair. All right? Yeah. Just make sure. These are all bigger-than-life heroes that grace our history books and our screens. And we spend a lot of attention, it seems like, uh, following those kind of people and watching those kind of people. And we fail to realize that uh, Scripture is full of heroes. In fact, uh, in Hebrews, the, the writer of Hebrews takes time to talk about and point out heroes. And so all the Bible scholars in the room know that there's one whole chapter given to heroes, right? Hebrews chapter 11 begins to list these otherworldly kind of folks, people like Abraham and Gideon and Noah. And it just, just, just heroes, they're icons. And uh, so these men and women that are listed there, they subsequently feel Sunday school lessons and sermons all the time, right? And so we begin to think about these guys that had, they didn't have superpowers, but they had super faith, right? But then what we fail to realize is that then in Hebrews chapter 12, the writer comes back and he throws the gauntlet of being a hero at our feet. And I want to read that to you this morning because I think it's an interesting challenge. It says this in Hebrews chapter 12, uh, beginning of verse 1. It says, Since we have such a great crowd of men of faith watching us from the grandstands, let us strip off anything that slows us down or holds us back, and especially those sins that wrap themselves so tightly around our feet and trip us up. And let us run with patience the particular race that God has set before us. Another version says it like this. Do you see what this means? All these pioneers who blazed the way, all these veterans cheering us on, it means we better get on with it. Strip down, start running, and never quit. No extra spiritual fat, no parasitic sins. I'm glad that the writer of Hebrews, after Hebrews chapter 11, comes into chapter 12, and he begins to address uh, us, because if we're not careful, what we do is we begin to overlook the fact that there are everyday heroes around us because we put all of our attention on these superheroes. We fail to realize that there are everyday heroes around us. And they don't have superpowers and they don't have like really cool costumes, but they make the grade as a hero. That's why today is so important in the life of our church because I think it's essential that we take time to stop and realize that our real story, we've been talking about our story. The fact is our real story, your story and my story, would be filled with a lot more pain and a lot more panic, uh, come on now, and a lot more problems if it hadn't been for everyday heroes in our life that rushed in. And they may not have saved the day, but they saved our day. 
Anybody want to testify just a minute? There were people in your life that caused your story to turn out differently because when you needed them, they rushed in and they saved your day. And some other things. Y'all let you, okay. Uh, so, uh, they saved some things. And so the writer of Hebrews presents us with some things about heroes. I begin to think about heroes and what the writer says there. And, and there's uh, some things he tells us point blank. There's one I want to mention to you this morning that he kind of infers, and I'm going to make the same inference uh, as, I, as I tell you this, but I think we can back it up that the writer was telling us some things about heroes. The first thing that I think he tells us is this, is that heroes have habits. Heroes have habits. Uh, I, I know that um, in, in the, the, the account that I read to you, we find ourselves, most of us think about ourselves in the role of the runner. We're the one running the race, and there are these people in the grandstands that, that are cheering us on. But I, I think that deep down inside of us, the truth is we all want to be heroes. Don't you, don't, don't we all want, the, the ladies don't want to be the white knight, but all the men want to be the white knight and ride in on the white horse and be the hero of the story and so, j- just me? Okay, 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 well, all right, then maybe, maybe you want to be the valiant warrior that comes in and wins the impossible victory, right? You want to be uh, John McCain, uh, uh, the, the unlikely one that rallies and yippee-ki-yay and wins the war, right? I mean, and he's not supposed to win it and wins it. Some of y'all are looking at me like you don't even know who I'm talking about. That's all right, that's all right, uh, that's all right. And, and, but then here's the problem, reality hits, and our life seems, our story seems to get the best of us, and we go timidly into the night, uh, and we don't think we can be heroes. So how do you get on the hero list? I begin to think about, how do you get on the hero list? I think um, uh, heroes are made by habits. That's how you get on the list, is you develop habits. Uh, if you go back and you examine this list, and, and I'll let you do this on your own time, in Hebrews chapter 11, what you discover is that it was men and women, it, it was men and women who, who basically had habits that they did over and over and over again that produced heroic moments in their life. If you think about our everyday heroes, those around us, they, they become our heroes because they have habits. And so I started thinking about that. How do you boil all that down for us? And I think Jesus did it best because Jesus boils it down in John chapter 15. And he begins to teach us that heroes are heroes because they sacrifice. And he says this in, in John chapter 15 verse 13. He says this. He says, no greater love has any man than the man that lays down his life for his friend. The greatest act of heroism is when you uh, lay your life down for your friend. And I'll just be honest with you. Every time I've ever read that verse, I think about somebody dying for somebody. But maybe we ought to look at it a little different this morning and think about it like this. He says that you become a hero. No greater love has any man than when he lays his life down. So maybe I I just want to say it like this morning, that that maybe we lay our lives down when we set aside desires and set aside our own goals and set aside our own dreams to make somebody else's dreams and desires come true. So another way to say that then is this. If you look at the heroes in Hebrews or if you look at the everyday heroes around you, they are heroes because they practice these habits. Here are some of the habits of sacrifice. They stand up when everybody else sits down. They speak up when everybody else is silent. They walk in when everybody else in your life has walked out. 
They are present in your life when everybody else is absent in your life. And because of that, they become heroes because of habits. Habits. Heroes habitually do these things over and over again. When everybody else abandons you, they come rushing in over and over and over again. And they lay their lives down daily. They make sacrifices and they become heroes. Here's the bottom line. Here's what heroes do. Heroes set the pace. They show us how to run. But they also show us the path. They show us where we run. They become heroes because they run the race. They are our heroes because they show us where to run. I'm going to say that again. They became heroes. They, 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 they became heroes because they ran the race. But they become our heroes because they show us where to run. That's why there are heroes. The second thing I think that uh, the writer teaches us is this, is that heroes practice handoffs. Heroes practice handoffs. Uh, heroes run, but then as they uh, are competing in the race of their own life, they take their place in the stands so that somebody else can run. Are you with me? Now, not only do they set the pace, and not only do they show us where we need to run, they do this. They, they clear the path for us. They remove obstacles that allow us to get in the race ourselves. That's what heroes, uh, heroes do. They, they make it possible for us to run. They, they run their race and then they hand us the baton and they, they literally wish this for us. We want you to run faster and further than we ever did. That's what heroes do. Uh, it, it, see, here, here's our dilemma. If we're not careful, then we miss this. The Hebrew writer says that we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. What's he talking about? Heroes. We're surrounded by them. And, and, and then he says this, this should cause us to run. When we recognize that all these great men and women are rooting for us and cheering us on, it should cause us to get up and run our race. That's what it should cause us to do. But then he says this. He says, due to their example, then we should run a certain way. And he says it like this. He says, we should lay aside the sins that entangles us. So in other words, he's saying this. Following their example, we should run clean. Did you get that? Why? So then that others will follow us. Okay, I think we missed it. He says we should run a certain way. He says we should deal with all of our sins, all of our entanglements, all of our hang-ups, all of our issues, and so that we, we've gone, we begin to run our race and we're running clean for this purpose, so that now that we're following their example, we run our race in such a way that now we can practice handoffs. And give the race to somebody else. See, we are running, uh, uh, and they are cheering for us, and they're hoping, our heroes are hoping that we will run in such a way that we will become someone's hero as well. Right? That's what, that's what heroes do. We're running because of heroes. So if we're running because of heroes, then it begs this question that we have to ask. If, if I'm running my race because of somebody's example, then who's running their race because of my example? That's the question we have to deal with. It's not enough just to honor heroes and be thankful for heroes. The question that we need to wrestle with is, I'm running because of them. Who's running because of me? 
I knew it'd get quiet on that. So, so, so who are you going to hand your baton to? Because the day's going to come when you're going to have to hand off the baton. Who are you? How are you running? And who are you running in front of that will follow you in the race? Who are you going to hand your baton to? Heroes practice handoffs. Who will you lay your life down for on a daily basis trying to position them so that they will be able to go further in their walk with Christ than you have gone in your walk with Christ? Who's watching you read? Who's watching you pray? Who's watching you worship? Who's watching you witness? Who's watching you walk so that now when you're out of the way, they will go further and worship harder and witness more and pray more and read more? Who's winning their race because of the fact that they're watching you. The third thing, last thing I want to say to you this morning is this, is I think that the writer of Hebrews makes it clear that heroes should be honored. I, uh, I added the word now. Heroes should be honored now. The Hebrew writer takes time to acknowledge the people in the stands. He spends time uh, examining their, not just our race, but he, he begins to examine their race. And he, he honors them and he calls them out by name. He lists them as heroes of the faith. And over and over, he just, this guy and this guy and this lady and this lady, he lists them all and he's honoring them. He spends time saying that it's necessary to honor those kind of folks because they've paved the way. I'm convinced that one of the biggest issues that we have in life is this. Listen very carefully. I think one of the biggest issues that we face in this day and age is that most of us are so focused on our own race and our own struggles and our own challenges and our own dilemmas and our own problems and our own successes that we have forgotten the truth of this account and we never stop to thank the people that helped us get there. We fail to honor those that deserve honor. Paul comes along in Romans chapter 13 and he demands that we give honor. He says, I demand that you give honor to whom honor is due. He makes a demand of honor because he recognizes that if we're not careful, we'll go all the way through life and we will never stop and say thank you and we will never adequately and sufficiently honor those that have gone before us. I have taught you in the past this. Those that you fail to recognize, you will fail to celebrate. And those that you fail to celebrate will eventually exit your life. And so I think it is absolutely essential that we take time to recognize, to think about how did we get to where we are? Why am I running as fast as I'm running? Why am I experiencing successes that I'm experiencing? It's because somebody ran before me and they handed off and they sacrificed and they laid their life down so that I could go further and faster. Because, listen, I don't want my heroes to exit my life based upon lack of celebration. I, I just want to say this to you this morning. We don't have to wait until they get up into the stands to honor them. We don't need to save honor for eulogies. Have you ever been to those funerals where, where you, somebody gets up and they eulogize somebody? And you're like, well, I didn't know that because you never talked about them until they died. Like you make it sound now like they're gone. They, they were your best friend and you knew them better than anybody. And they made all these ch significant uh, sacrifices for you. And I never, I was with you 24 hours a day, all, every day of your life. And I never even knew you knew them. So why do we wait until funerals to honor? I think that it, as we reflect on our real stories... 
that it is absolutely appropriate and essential to stop and honor those who have helped us continue our race. Uh, there's an old uh, um, little story. It, it's, it says this. It says, if you ever see a turtle on a fence post, you can come to this conclusion. It didn't get there by itself. Right? That's, the, that's our real story. None of us got to where we are now all by ourselves. We always want to talk about the people that helped us get to the bad places in our life. We need to stop and talk about the people that got us to the good places in our life. And give honor to whom honor is due. That's why uh, we've invited heroes to its in service this morning with us. And some of you um, were able to uh, convince your uh, heroes to come and attend service with you this morning. Not everybody. We recognize it's a tough weekend for that. But, but some of you were able to convince. I, I called one set of heroes and begged them to come. And they were like, nope, we don't do that. We don't want anybody even to know. That's just the way they are. But I was able to, it, all it did was allow me the opportunity to express my gratitude to them. This is what we've done. We've invited uh, you, some of uh, different ones have invited their heroes to, to be here this morning. And we have a, uh, a small token. It's just a token of our pre- appreciation. Um, but let me, can I, can I be straight up honest with you? It's a prop. That's all it is. It's just a prop. The only reason we're doing this is not so that uh, you will be amazed by the gift because um, it's, it's a t-shirt. And so it's just, I mean, I know you've got t-shirts, but it's a, it's a special t-shirt, but, and it's a meaningful t-shirt. But that's not why we asked you to come to get you a t-shirt. We asked you to come, and we're using this as a prop to do this, to cause us to stop and to articulate our gratitude and our thanks so that we won't miss the opportunity to celebrate our heroes. And so if, you're, uh, if your hero is here this morning and you got one of the shirts, this is your opportunity. I'm gonna, we're just going to stop right, in, right here. Now, some of you go, well, I didn't get a T-shirt to give anybody, but now I realize there's somebody in the congregation that's my hero. You can, it's not about the shirt. It's about expressing gratitude. So if you have the shirt this morning, I want you to present it to your hero. Talk to your hero for just a moment. Uh, uh, express your gratitude. Come on, move, 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 move. Worship team's going to come again in place after they do this. Julie, you taking care of them? I'm, all right. We love you guys. We honor you. I'm going to go do one more. You got mom? Yeah, I got you. Thank you so much. We're not going to hurry this. This is important stuff. We are thankful for you. 
I want to say this to you, and I'm going to say it this way, and I'm going to come back to it for just a second here at the end. You have made our real stories complete. But there's another hero that does more than that. The writer of Hebrews comes back and he concludes his discourse on heroes by drawing attention to the hero. Because we want to practice hero worship this morning. But there's a difference between hero honor and hero worship. We honor you. But listen to what he says. He says, keep your eyes on Jesus. Who both began and finished the race that we're in. Study how he did it. Because he never lost sight of where he was headed. The exhilarating finish in and with God. He could put up with anything along the way. Cross, shame, whatever. And now he's there in the place of honor. Right alongside God. And when you find yourselves flagging in your faith, go over that story again, item by item. The long litany of hostility that he plowed through, that will shoot adrenaline into your souls. Jesus is the ultimate hero. And while our everyday heroes deserve our honor, Jesus and Jesus alone deserves our worship. He had the fastest time in the world leading up to the Olympics. He was in the semifinals of the 400 meter race, and it was an important race. Four years earlier in 1988, he had to withdraw because he had injured his Achilles tendon about 90 seconds before the race started and had to withdraw. Now, four years later and five surgeries later, he's back on the starting line in the semifinals holding the fastest time in the world. Derek Redmond gets ready for the race. He's ready to roll. He's going to be redeemed by the fact that he's now going to probably win a gold medal. And the gun starts and he takes off and everything's great until after about the first hundred meters and all of a sudden his hamstring severs and he collapses to the ground in pain. This is the Olympics. He's crying. The, run, the other runners keep on motoring. The, the medical staff runs out there to try to help him and he pushes him to the side and he begins to, he, he stands to his feet and he tries to limp. He tries to crawl and he just can't seem to make it. And all of a sudden there's this big dude that comes out of the stands and he's wearing a hat that says, just do it. And the security guards try to stop him and he pushes them aside. It's Derek's dad. Derek's dad runs out to the track and he embraces his son and they're weeping together. And he puts his arm around his son and he physically almost carries him to the finish line. And everybody was moved and everybody was crying and it, the stands erupt. But I'm here to tell you this morning, that is the perfect illustration of what Jesus did for us. He came out of the stands, got in the race, won the race, and then turns around and comes back for us and helps us finish the race. That's literally what he does. So Jesus deserves worship because he is the hero. Our story is complete because of everyday heroes. But our story is eternal because of one hero. 
And I think what we ought to do to end our time together today before Pastor Andrew comes and closes us out, I think we ought to just practice a little hero worship. So I want you to stand on your feet and you've honored your everyday heroes, but now would you turn your attention to the one that deserves all of our worship, all of our attention, and let's give him adequate praise and thanks for what he's done in our life as our worship team leads us. to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.